I'm Paul Higgins, an ex-corporate executive turned business owner who for five years struggled to grow a cloud consulting business whilst battling a chronic disease. With the help of mentors and experts, I got the business model right, built a sales and marketing engine and developed a high-performing team that ended in a successful exit. I received a kidney transplant from a mate and now on my second life, I dedicate my time to helping other cloud consultants scale quickly with less effort to enjoy life. Detecting an accent, I'm an Aussie working globally from Melbourne, Australia. I interview successful cloud consultants sharing their scaling stories to give you inspiration and practical tips. I have dedicated experts for cloud consultants on the show to save you time and money by working with the right people. If you want to scale quickly with less effort to enjoy life, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Paul Higgins and welcome to the Cloud Consultants Show, episode number 463. Today's topic is using LinkedIn outreach to grow your business and you will learn why, how and the value of picking a niche or a niche when you're focusing on LinkedIn outreach how to customize messages to get them right, to get your reply rates up, and finally, how to leverage strategic partners. Do one-to-many using LinkedIn Outreach. If it's your first time, welcome, and it's great to have you here. If you love what you hear, please subscribe. It's for cloud consultants, people that consult and deploy SaaS platforms to get clients' results. And if you're regular, thanks for your support. Always love to know that you listen, so send me an email at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com and also tell me what topics you'd love me to cover or maybe even you would like to come on the show. There's a summary in the app that you're going to be using to listen to this and also there's the links at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. And before we go into the interview with Massimo, I'd like to thank our sponsors. The first is the Cloud Consultants Collective. It's the world's only revenue-focused collective for cloud consultants. So peers answering business questions quicker than you can get from YouTube or Google. Don't believe me? Just try it yourself. Go to the cloudconsultantscollective.com. Join for free today. And SendSpark is a fantastic video platform. It allows you to send personalized videos at scale, allows you to have a little video at the start and then add other videos, which I think is great for doing both customization and bulk emails. And you can get six months free at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash SendSpark. And today's guest is Massimo. He's the founder of Blue Root. He started 10 years ago and he was all things to all people, but he's really cleverly focused on two key drivers to become one of the fastest growing Zoho partners on the planet. One is verticals. So he focuses on insurance and mortgage, and he talks about that. And the second is product, where he's built a whole different business unit powered by Zoho. And uh, Tommy's business partner runs that, and he talks about that as well. And he's also former Entrepreneur of the Year in Canada. And in his free time, he enjoys watching basketball and playing Grand Turismo. So what I'll do now is hand you over to Massimo Yanni Roberto from blueroot.ca. And Blue Root is spelled B-L-U-R-O-O-T. Great to have you here, Massimo. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate you having me. We spoke recently, but it's been a little bit of a while since we've uh, worked together. But I know you've been doing some amazing Things. So we want to talk more about that and drill more into that as we go through the interview. But why don't we kick off with, you know, who is your ideal client these days and uh, what yeah. sort of problems do you help solve? Yeah. So, I mean, and we'll talk about this a lot today, obviously, but 
our ideal client has shifted quite a bit over the years. Started off being, we were yes men. We'd say yes to anything. So ideal client was anyone that had money and that wanted a CRM. And, and it's transformed. But these days, it's typically, obviously, we were built on Zoho. Uh, we work with Zoho. So small to medium business, we typically don't deal with massive companies. Typically, people that have researched Zoho know what they want, have an idea. They're either coming from an existing CRM or they're very structured in how they want to come onto Zoho. And they have an internal admin that can help them really adopt this product. That's something we look for in all of our solutions. And, and frankly, these days we do less and less, almost no custom work. And we focus on certain industries, which will be a big topic today, which is mortgage and insurance. So yeah, that, that's kind of our ideal customer. Yeah, great. And look, yeah, when we first met, I remember your profile, you yeah. said, hey, look, it was great. I did it at, at college, university, wherever you are in the world. And it, I remember it had a lovely picture of, you know, a forest in the background and it was like, Massimo, I've got no idea what you do, right? And, and you joked and said, look, no. I haven't touched it in years. Let's do some work together. So, you know, that's when we first started, uh, you know, working together. And, you know, we sort of went down a path of identifying your ideal client and picking verticals and looking at all all the history of what's worked, what hasn't. And like you said, some of the other criteria that qualified. And then we sort of landed on mortgage insurance. We said, you know, that, and you can talk about your product business in a moment, but that yeah. sort of was something that we said, let's double down on that. And we changed your profile and... And, you know, tell us what that journey was like for you and yeah. uh, tell us, you know, how it sort of played out. Yeah. And why don't I just talk a little bit about how we got there just at a high level? Like, I mean, we just had a lot of clients wanting mortgage and insurance solutions. Then there's similar industries. You either sell a policy or you sell a mortgage in order to get a house or to get insured and you make a little cut from the lender or the carrier. And so long story short, we started really focusing and focusing and when you came to me, and frankly, our company name is Blue Root, and uh, the original logo was a tree with blue roots, hence the tree background, and people thought we were a timber company or something. So anyway, the, um, that journey was really interesting because honestly, you really helped me kind of find the ideal customer. We focused a lot on insurance on my page because that's the vertical we're kind of attacking or, or going towards, focusing on. And almost immediately... I had a few clients that have known me for years comment on it because I think they get a notification when I changed the profile image or something. And as I started reaching out to people, it became, I tried this LinkedIn thing before, and I shouldn't say thing, it's a strategy, but with no goal or intention or strategy, I guess, until I met you and people wouldn't answer. I'd reach out to people, hey, I went to school with you, or I know your sister or whatever. Once I had this, they would actually answer and they might tell me to fly a kite, but they would recognize that I was in an industry that helped them. So that journey was really interesting and eye-opening. And we learned a lot about, and I could go into that if you want, but learned a lot about how people respond and when they respond. And if we do it in the CRM or on LinkedIn and how many follow-ups, but overall it was uh, definitely really eye-opening for us. Yeah. yeah, great. And then let's dive into some of that. Because I know that when you came and we sort of worked on it, we worked on your ideal client and then we looked at, the right messaging and the right scripts and the right right ways to communicate. Yeah. And so what was sort of your learnings as you sort of went through that, the nuts and bolts of going through that? Yeah. I mean, some specific learnings out of that was, number one, I honestly assumed that everything was done from LinkedIn, all the messaging, you never leave LinkedIn. And I found out pretty quickly that almost one of the goals is to 
create some type of connection and then bring it to email or phone call, bring it off LinkedIn, which was a surprise to me. I guess it's obvious in hindsight. That was one thing. And then number two was the way the messaging was done. What you showed me in some of the strategies of how to message. And it was really cool to see that even you yourself, who are a pro at it, are constantly tweaking, trying new scripts, right? And I thought there was this secret sauce of here are the eight templates that Paul Higgins sells everyone, stamp, TM, whatever. But it was, you kind of explained to me, okay, here's your ideal client. Here's the customer. Try this one. I'm trying this this month. It has this kind of tone. It has kind of a buddy tone. Or try this one where if they're a first connection, mention that first connection and say, could I need or a second connection, I should say. So there was a lot of strategy behind these messages, which I honestly thought it was kind of a blanket email blast and found out pretty quick that it takes some effort, human effort, frankly, but the payoff is much higher when you put that in. And so those were some immediate learns that I, I came to realize that I think it was the we kind of bought this program with you. And I was frankly a little skeptical at first. I, I liked what you said. And then I saw your LinkedIn and you had a million followers or whatever it is. And then we got into it. And in the first call, I remember calling Tom because it was just my business partner just being like, there's actually some thought in this. Like there, there's a real way to do this. And that was really cool. And it definitely worked. And we could talk about that too. So. Yeah, yeah. And then look, I think that's what you just said then is very common of a lot of people that I work with. Like if, you know, we've been doing this now for over four years and I've done it for hundreds and hundreds of cloud consultants. So you get to, it's, I call it the freedom within the framework, right? There's certain things that you must get right. Like, you know, pre-engagement, most people would just go and send a message and not do any pre-engagement, for example. And what I mean by pre-engagement, it might yeah. be going and commenting on some of their posts. It might be, right. you know, like there's, there's things that you can do that effectively start to build that. Now, a lot of people just go to, well, I'm just going to send messages and I sent messages before and it didn't work. I'm like, yeah, that's cool because you didn't do a sequence of events. So that's sort of the framework that you've got to follow. And then the freedom is you're testing different scripts, right? Because your clients are all, once you pick a niche, they've all got individual industry nuances, right? And you've got to sort of understand those nuances and then put that into the language, right? Like for me, talking to a Zoho partner like you is very different to talking to maybe a Salesforce or a Microsoft partner, right? So I've got to make sure that those nuances are in there, but they're all cloud consultants, right? Which is sort of yeah. the industry. So yeah, I think that's really important and you just got to test and iterate. And there's nothing worse and we've all got them. You've got the mass people listening You've got them where it's just a, a cookie cutter. You can see, like, you know, like there's a lot of great guys out there, like John Nemo and, and others, and they, you know, they look to template it as much as they can. I get that. But then we know it, right? We've either been sold it, we've either received it. So we you can yeah. smell it a mile away, right? So I think that's where yeah. you guys did it really well. And the great thing about you is you've got a brilliant personality which needs to shine out, right? Like if you've got a script that is you know, it's it's basically like a grey suit. No, no, no offense to any accountants listening or watching, but you know, it's like that grey suit. It's like no, you actually got to bring out the personality in it. So um, I think that was really important. So we did that, and then tell us about the evolution where you started to then say, well, actually, mortgage is where I started, but you ended up migrating to someone else. Yeah. So basically, we started with mortgage, like you said, and. As we started doing the mortgage, we started seeing some similarities with insurance and we started seeing some people interested in our insurance 
solutions. Cause don't forget, like we are a Zoho partner and prior to maybe six months ago, we would work with anyone. So we would have insurance people come to us and, and ask for things. And so honestly, insurance was kind of in the background. We were doing implementations for it, maybe like 10 total, one or two a year. And then you came to us, frankly, and um, we're talking and you're doing kind of the whole ideal client and asking how I should be branded and all that because I was just a generalist, for lack of a better word, on my LinkedIn. You kind of slapped us in the forehead and said like, it sounds like this insurance thing is the way you should go. It's similar to mortgage in terms of the transaction. You understand the industry. One of the things you taught us was, do you know any of the key players? Maybe the carrier or the MGAs or the people providing the insurance. Could you go to them and say, hey, tell all the brokers underneath you to buy this. And we knew a bunch of them. So you made it pretty clear to us that we needed to do that pivot. And so we did. And uh, it's transformed since then, which I can talk about a little bit. Basically, we focused on home and auto insurance company. And we had some big ones that we had done deals for in the past. And that's what the LinkedIn outreach was doing. It was starting to get some traction. We started reaching out to some carriers. They brought us in front of 500 people and we did a presentation. And so these were all with your strategy. But in parallel, what happened, which was interesting, is life and health and group benefit insurance people, which are a slightly different type than home and auto. Home and auto is usually a big company with like 100 staff that are just churning through policies, whereas these life guys are more financial advisors or wealth management people, sort of coming out of the woodworks. They started seeing our brand. They started seeing we worked with Zoho and we know insurance. And although we weren't technically reaching out to a lot of them, they were hearing about us from the PNC and from the um, large carriers that we were talking about. So there was like this third party effect that happened and they started coming to us. So that decision was honestly predominantly you to tell us to shift there. We thought about it for a while, but we didn't know if we should do it. And uh, yeah, so I, I can talk more about that life and health stuff as well as we go. But yeah, that's where we're at now. Yeah, look, yeah, great. And, and a couple of key things that um, I want to bring up there. One is that looking who's already got your audience, right? So most people on LinkedIn look just at the end client, right? So for as you said, it's like the end, you know, life insurance like broker brokers, as an yeah, example, yeah. right? But you got to remember that they are part of a body in most cases, right? Mortgage. Um, yep. You know, they're sort of the franchise or franchisee relationship, right? So they're all kind of like so, a Remax model. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. So yeah. how yeah. can you go and leverage them? And and we've had some great examples where, you know, for example, a private equity firm might have you know, 40 or 50 of your ideal clients in the portfolio. We we're looking at some finance software. There's a company called Accounting Seed and there's a couple of others. So instead of going and pitching the individuals, we actually went and and spoke to, in your case, the life carrier, in this case, the private equity, and said, hey, I think you might have this opportunity within your client set. And they're like, yes, yeah. we definitely do. Well, I think we can solve it. Would it be worth getting them together on a workshop and solving it? So all of a sudden, you're doing multi. And I think you know, that's the power of LinkedIn. Just don't think of it as a, I've got to sell one-to-one. Right. There's yeah. a brilliant opportunity sold one to many in that strategic partnership because you're not directly selling to them. You're actually end up selling to the end client. It's easier to do. Right. It's a bit yeah. like saying, you know, can you introduce me to someone? And that person goes, well, I'm not getting sold to versus the person that you're saying, hey, would you like to buy this? Right. So yeah. I think 
you guys did that in a really smart way. And and the only difference I did was just shine a light on it, right? You already knew it. You already had the contacts. Yeah. Sort of all there. All I did was say, hey, have you thought about doing this? And you're like, yeah, well, we've already got all these contacts. Actually, I know this person. I know that. So it was just me putting some light on that for you to go, okay, we've got it. Yeah. And I mean, the the other point that I thought I'd bring up with this whole strategic partnership or reaching out to the carrier and just anyone on LinkedIn in general, one of the things you showed us, and it sounds obvious when you say it, but it's like, for example, when you're going to the carrier, don't go to them and just say what your product is and what it costs. Like, think about what they care about and even go even further where it's like, okay, Mossimo's the VP of ABC Insurance. What does he care about? He cares about adoption and he cares about making whatever, some new tech adoption and more revenue for his company. So talk about those two things. Don't just go to him and be like, we have a solution that could help people three levels away from you. And that was really just a mindset shift in the LinkedIn communication. And when we got on stage or whatever, where it's like, these people don't care about X and Y. They care about A and B. So let's talk about that. X and Y is a byproduct that their end customer will like. But A and B is what the corporate objective is right now. And um, that definitely really helped. Yeah, and and you know we we sort of went through that complex sale yeah. format, which you know I originally lifted from Coca Cola, which they lifted it from Miller Hyman, which is strategic selling, but the principles are the same, right? You know, as um, oh, gee, I'm trying to think. Well, John Nemo always says, you know, people think about one thing three times a day, and that's morning, noon, and night. They think about themselves. Right. So what are those objectives? And look, the, one of the downsides of selling something like Zoho is there's a lot of complexity. There's a lot of features. You got 51 apps, like there's so much that you can do. But ultimately, all you want to do is find out exactly what the pain point is, what the impact of that pain point is, and then just sell the benefits, not the features, but the benefits of that. Right. And you don't yeah. have to show everything. I think. What you've done brilliantly is actually you know, picked the niche and you've solved a very specific problem, which is around the sales and the CRM piece only, right? Yeah. And that's led to your success. Whereas I work with some Zoho partners when I first worked with them, they're like, yeah, we take all things from all people and we're trying to do everything. And like, unfortunately, that's a very complicated business model to run. So maybe you might just want to talk about your version of I could do everything versus why am I only picking we talked about the niche, but why am I only picking a particular thing to solve for? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you'll have my business partner, Tom, on in a separate episode, but it was a dream I had since year two or three of our journey. Like, frankly, the blue mortgage is what we call our mortgage solution was built by me in like a rough format in 2016. And then it sat there until 2019 and never got sold. We started noticing that service is great and it's fun. And you get to learn all kinds of different businesses, but it's hard. And I, and I know you did this for a living at some point, like it's hard to scale that. The only way to scale service is more body. And frankly, it's hard to find that talent, especially in the Zoho niche. It might be a bit easier in Salesforce, some of the other ones, but in general, it's hard to find talented people that want to work in service. And everyone says it sounds sexy and fun. But the reality is there are the unsexy parts. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, but anyway. That, that, okay, cool. The, the, that of supporting and customizing and things breaking. And so 
there was basically a conversation internally where it's like, can we niche down and start scaling something? And we went to Zoho and said, like, you have options for this. And they said, yeah, you should try this or that. And so we went down this path and the benefit of it for us were we could start specializing in something, start knowing people in the industry and start getting recurring revenue, which is kind of the name of the game for us now. And it opened up all kinds of things that I think you were also going to talk about some of the challenges. It, it was honestly, and still is very hard to shift from a service mentality of, yeah, I could probably figure that out and give me some time and, oh, I could do this and that too. We'll put it in our product dev queue. If there's a lot of people that want it, we'll build it and we'll call you in four months type mentality. It's a very different shift. And so yeah, the niching down was predominantly based on the fact that can we do more with less and scale up? And eventually the reality is multiples are much higher if you have selling in mind, which we kind of do for a recurring revenue product that has some IP in it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys did that brilliant. And we're going to have Tom, your business partner, on because Tom, you know, is in charge of the product business and he'll sort of talk more about that. But I think you as the founder of the business was super smart to realize, hey, I need to start to productize this for all the reasons you just said. And I suppose yeah. where we worked on is you said, well, I don't want to be 100% product only at the moment, right? I still want to run a consulting practice leveraging off Zoho. And that's where I said, well, look, you've already verticalized from the product perspective, let's just do that from the consulting perspective to make that easier, right? Yeah. And then let's use yeah. LinkedIn to throw fuel on that fire to build it. And, and I think one of the things with LinkedIn, you know, it, it gets a bad rap and we all get bad messages, right? But we all get bad emails as well and we all get bad yeah. ads and whatever, right? So Phone calls, whatever. Yeah, spot on. So if you, and, you know, text messages, I think now Australians, and I know you're in Canada, but Australians, two thirds of Australians get a spam message, text message nearly every day now, right? So, oh, wow. The, Probably the, the same here. Yeah. Yeah. The current one is, um, hi, mum here, right? That's, that's the current oh. one, which is quite clever. We're getting anyway. a revenue agency ones and, uh, those are phone calls as well. I don't know if you get that. Like, oh, your taxes are overdue. We've got a warrant out for your arrest. That's, that's one that's a popular one right now. Spot on. And, you know, and, yeah. and unfortunately, the people that are less, it's the more wisdom you have from a life experience, it typically it harder is to deal with that, right? So anyway, but but the point I'm making here is that the LinkedIn is is a journey, right? And just because some people aren't doing it well doesn't mean that you can't. And like you said, you've got to test and iterate it. But if you look where you now when we first met your consulting business to where you are now, you know, you've got the strategy right. You've applied a similar strategy to what you did in the product business. And the other thing is that LinkedIn just put fuel on that fire, right? So just think about it. You know, you go back and like when I was in my Coke days or whatever, if I could have a register of all of my clients with their exactly who they were, all of their details and my fingertips, that would have made life so much easier, right? Well, we've got that today. Right. There's, you know, whatever the current figures are, it's nearly a billion people now on LinkedIn. They give you nearly everything you need to start a conversation. You just need the framework to do it. So look, I think I think that's been brilliant. And for you, I know you've also done some stuff on YouTube lately, right? So to create yeah. that thought leadership in the vertical that you're in, which is really smart. So just tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we started on the YouTube journey actually before the LinkedIn, but like with anything, and even 
this happened with LinkedIn before we met you. Like we do a couple videos and then stop for six months, whatever. So about a year ago, year and a half ago, we decided we're going to make a video. It's predominantly been me, 98% of them, but make a video every week. So every Friday I record a video, we get it chopped up, whatever. And then on Monday it goes out. And we've gone from like 180 subscribers to 1,600, which in YouTube world is not crazy. But what it has done is we get around 10 to 12,000 views a month on all our videos. And it has opened up a new channel for us, especially on the insurance side. So for example, we brought out an insurance video, how to set up Zoho for insurance. And honestly, in the video, I showed them 80% of our secret sauce, not all of it, but I'm like, if you want to build what we have, here it is but no one wants to do that. They're insurance brokers, right? So then they come to us and say, I saw what you did. You know what you're doing. Can I buy it? And it's been trickling in a lot of those life and health people. And so YouTube, like you said, is thought leadership. It helped us in many ways, especially verticalized. It's bringing in, honestly, it, it's really neat um, how we convert them. We have obviously the insurance people coming in. We know how to convert them, but then it's naturally on YouTube, it's more DIY people. Right? They want to do it themselves, really small business. And so we have what are called office hours where people will come in, they can meet with me or someone else on the team once a week in a group setting and just ask questions about Zoho. So we're providing value to people. And uh, yeah, it's been a really interesting journey. So LinkedIn and YouTube are our predominant, besides AdWords and all that stuff, but those are our predominant free resources. I guess. Yeah. And I, and I love the bit that sort of the cream on that cake is the community piece, right? So now there's a lot of talk at the moment. You've probably all listened to podcasts uh, where people are saying, you know, community is the next thing, et cetera. And, you know, I've been running communities and been involved in communities for, you know, 10 years now. But I think what you're doing around having those peer groups that can support yeah. each other is, is really smart. That's what, you know, I've set up one for cloud consultants. It's a similar thing, right? So yeah, uh, I think that once you get the audience, then you actually get them to help each other. So you're the collaborator, which they remember you for being the brand that brought them together. And then when there's something specific that they want, then they'll get to you. And plus, we used to always talk in Coke, cradle to grave, i.e., you know, someone who's a sole independent operator at the moment that's just started, they might have left corporate, whatever. Who's to say that you know, 10% of those won't be really successful over time, right? And they're going to remember you. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, really powerful. And the other thing, if you're watching the video at the moment, you might see that uh, Mass has got a bit of a, a, a gap at the moment with his uh, teeth. It looks like he's got his two front teeth missing, but he's gone through you know, a significant operation uh, because of something that he was born with to finally you know, change his face. And I know you'll say it better than I, but yeah, the point I'm making here is he's still showing up to do his YouTube videos every day, right? So you, know, you just think about at the moment for you where you keep putting it off and you're thinking, oh, God, it's too hard and I don't want to do it. He's a man that at the moment looks like he hasn't got two front teeth, right? And he's still showing yeah. up every day, creating huge value. And the, the subscriber numbers are going up and it's still working, right? So don't get caught up in what you look like or who you are. It's the benefit that you give to others that really counts. So, you know, if you're nervous, that's it's natural, et cetera. I think, you know, Mass is a great example of getting beyond that and uh, creating a, another great lead stream for, for the business. So, look, I could talk forever, Mass, because, you know, you're, you're a fantastic guy. You're one of the true innovators on the Zoho platform. What you've done with Blue Root from a product point of view, which we're going to talk to Tom soon, 
and then what you've done from the consulting point of view. So well done. But what we're going to do now is shift gears a little and go into the rapid fire. Are you ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, great. So what are some daily habits that you do to help you accelerate Blue Root? Okay, well, the first one that comes to mind is time blocking. I'm pretty, I try my best. I don't always do it, but I'm pretty consistent with time blocking and that'll be time blocking for email catch-up, for sales calls. Like I have different themes. We also do it at the company, frankly. Every Wednesday, we lock down the company in terms of from 9 to 1 p.m. No one in the company is allowed to take meetings. It's catch-up time and we call it uh, blackout. And so, yeah, that theme is definitely something that's really helped us. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and where do you go to find more information about scaling? Like, you know, who do you follow? What do you listen to? Give us a bit of an insight into that. Yeah. I mean, there, um, so I, I've listened and invested in a bunch of courses. One of them uh, who people probably know is Darren Hardy. He's really good just for general business scale and um, done some stuff with Atomic Habits and stuff like that, just like small incremental changes. Um, beyond that, it's just LinkedIn. There's a few people, uh, I'm forgetting the one I really like name right now, which doesn't sound great. But anyways, uh, maybe I can send that to you and you can put it in the comments. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, LinkedIn has been a great spot. You can follow guys like you, Paul, and others that talk about all this stuff. But it's basically LinkedIn, YouTube, and honestly, and I don't think it's common in the Zola world from the partners I've met, but we invest in self-development for management here. We're not a big company, but we invest in that every year in the tens of thousands. So that's something that uh, has been, like the ROI has been huge, your investment and others. And so that's something I personally shied away from for a while. I was just like, I'll figure it out. But it's so much faster and better to learn from others that know what they're doing and not try to reinvent the wheel. Spot on. Uh, and if I could grant you one wish at the moment for Blue Root, what would that be? Enhance our customer service. It's a constant challenge that we're dealing with as we shift to product. And um, it's a pillar that we want to be successful. And so basically, I, I don't know if the wish would be more service people. I don't know if it would be more phones, more whatever, but it's definitely something that we believe that customer service is going to keep us around for the long run. And so that's something that we're actively trying to solve. So if you could solve that somehow, I don't care how, I'd take it. Well, yeah. I'll put it down to get an expert, but if you're you know, listening now to Mass and you think, oh God, I actually know someone who does that really well, or I do that really well, please get in contact with Mass. All the links are going to be in the, the show notes. And the last one is, what do you know now that you wish you had have known earlier running Blue Root? Um, okay. That's an interesting one. And I mean, I think this will bring Tom in honestly a little bit where, uh, started the business, solopreneur, had staff, but never really ventured into help or business partners. And I think, and especially talking to people in the Zoho world, a lot of them are like what I was where they're by themselves and they have employees, but they don't have business partners. And very early on, I made the jump with Tom. I was about six years into the business and I said, okay, let's join forces. And that exponentially grew us having two minds and we're very different. And maybe Tom will talk about that a little bit. I'm more like fluffy in the sky. I kind of plug the holes in the business and go where it needs it. Whereas Tom's very focused and he's an engineer by trade or by education. And so having those two things, kind of a sales and an engineering kind of mind, holy cow, it, it's been good. And like, 
don't shy away from equity investment from other people. If they're good people, get them. Your job as a leader is to get A players. And so that I wish I knew earlier. I feel like I wasted, not wasted, but I went slower than I needed to for five to six years. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, a brilliant call to, to or brilliant comment to, to round it out. And I think it is, you got to play to your strengths. And what yeah. I love is that your strengths is around the relationship and the consulting part of it. So you're playing to that. And then you brought Tom in to fulfill your vision around the, the product side. And I think, you know, if you're a, a Zoho partner in particular at the moment, or even at, well, a Salesforce, yeah. HubSpot, where you're looking to say, well, how do I productize some of what I do? Don't think you've got to do it all by yourself, right? Use yeah. Mass as an example and reach out to Mass and get his experience uh, outside of this podcast. But you bring someone in, it'll work. When we sold our business to a Google partner, one of the reasons we sold it was because I did the strategy, the sales and marketing. And then I had Scott who did all of the technical and the development stuff. And that's what made it a lot easier to sell. So look, it's been brilliant. So you can find out in the links below, but you've been listening to Massimo from blueroot.ca and uh, it's episode 463. So Mass, uh, as always, uh, brilliant. And I love working with you when we did. And uh, I really look forward to you know seeing how you and Tom continue to shine moving forward. But uh, thanks for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I'll, I'll come back if you want me to. Hopefully, I'm welcome back. I'll hold you to that. Wasn't that a great interview by Mass? He's such a great guy. And why don't you shout out and say what you learned from him? So whether it's on LinkedIn, you know, maybe even do a little snapshot of the po- of the image of the podcast and uh, let him know. And also uh, ask him a couple of questions. And if you know something about customer service, where he needs some help, you know, why don't you shout out to him there as well? And if you've got others that you think would be interested in this, uh, your peers, please let them know. There's nothing worse than keeping a great secret like this to yourself. Also check out our solo shows. And if you're scaling your cloud consulting business, you want to know the blueprint to success so you can benchmark where you are now. Go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash blueprint and get your free copy today. And please take action to scale quickly with less effort to enjoy life. Learning is just one piece of the puzzle. It is now time for action. Head to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast. Get the links and put it into action. Head to your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Suggest topics for me to cover at paul at paulhigginsmentoring.com. And don't wait one more minute to gain access to content, especially for you, a cloud consultant, at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash newsletter. This could be the difference between wasting time figuring it out yourself or scaling quickly with less effort to enjoy life. <laughs>